Shabbatov Rabotai, Mishnah Yomi is continuing in the third parak of Shabbat. Yesterday we started the third parak talking about the Kira. Kira is a double stove. It's kind of like a rectangle with two openings. We're going to see some more stoves today in Mishnah Bet. Mishnah Alper Mahalik between fuel sources. Fuel sources that don't really leave any coals are less of a problem. If they do leave coals, then we need to take measures to prevent people from stoking the coals or they're not allowed to leave the food on the fire Erev Shabbos. So Mishnah Bet, so chapter 3, Mishnah number 2, Tanur. A Tanur is a really cool oven. It's shaped kind of like a mountain or a volcano. It's wide at the bottom and narrow at the top to concentrate the heat up at the top. So you could put a pot on the top. It'll get super hot, but you could also put food inside. Sometimes at a shelf inside, or you could stick your bread to the inside of the oven. So we mentioned that's how they would make pita. So this Tanur, so... Even if the fuel source was straw or stubble, little twigs that don't leave charcoals, don't leave embers to stoke, you can't leave your pot on this fire or inside this oven, whether inside or on top or even next to it, the Vartanura says, uh, because it gets super duper hot. And because it gets super hot, somebody might quickly stoke the coals to keep it hot or add heat to it because it's a very efficient kind of stove. Now the mission continues with another type of type of stove, a kupach. Now kupach is a one burner box shaped oven. So we call Mishnah Olive had a kira, which is a double stove. Sometimes it's called a kiraim. Kiraim is like mayim, is like double. Kupach is a single stove, square shaped, and the tanur is the volcano shaped, cone shaped. We're incredibly zoche that Art School has uh, sponsored the pocket-sized Mishnayot. I do want to, we're very grateful, Baruch Hashem, they're great. I do want to mention Feldheim also publishes an illustrated Mishnayot Shabbat, and the illustrations sometimes can be very helpful. So we are zoche, yagdil to Rabbi Yadir, we're zoche to have a lot of Mishnayot, a lot of illustrations, a lot of help and assistance in our limud of Shas. So kupach, so getting back to this single oven. So it depends on the fuel source. If you use straw, stubble, harezik, akiraim. It's like the kira we saw in Mishnah Aleph, and with straw or stubble, it would be fine to leave food on. The gefet ve'etzim, if you used um, these these olive residue, this peat, this like sticky, clumpy residue that makes coals, of etzim, a regular wood which makes coals, or is it a tanur? So it's like a tanur, and it would be forbidden to leave any food on it. So you see this kupach is like intermediate. It's not quite as powerful as a tanur, but it's more heat retaining than a kira or kirayim. So the kupach is sort of the middle case. Great, Mishnah Gimel. We're going to learn about toldat ha'esh. So esh, cooking on a fire, of course, is a malacha of mevashel, but also a tolda of esh, something that was heated up by fire. You understand you put a hot skewer into a fire and it gets red hot. You stick it in some meat, well, it's going to cook that meat. So we also have a problem of cooking with toldat chama, with, with something that came out of the fire. So the Mishnah Gimel says, Ein notnin beitza, but so the mecham. You can't put your raw egg next to a mecham. A mecham, it was a copper kettle. They put it on the fire and it got very hot and kept your water inside very hot. And this thing is radiating a lot of heat. Bishvil shotit gogol. So you can't put your egg next to it, so it will be rolled. Now, by rolled, we mean, you know, a little bit roasted, a little bit cooked. Uh, so when an egg gets cooked, it, it's like spinnable. You can spin it in a circle and it'll it'll spin for a while. You can see this best with hard-boiled eggs. So you can't put your egg next to it. It's a toldat chama. It's something heated up by the fire and it will cook the egg. And you can't crack an egg open 
on this sudor. Sudor is like a handkerchief, and this one is a handkerchief that you've left out in the hot desert sun. So you can imagine a black handkerchief in the sun gets quite hot, hot enough to singe or lightly roast your egg. And this is something heated up by the sun. Rabbi Yossi Matar, Rabbi Yossi allows it because he says people don't confuse things heated by the sun with things heated up in a fire. The Gemara in the third paragraph of Shabbos actually gets into it and says that something heated up by the sun, something that got really, really hot since it was left out in the hot sun, that is a problem to cook on such a thing because that's just like toldat chama. That's people don't distinguish between that and something that was heated up in a fire itself, which is for sure usher. But cooking in the sun itself, they say, is mutter. So technically, uh, and maybe you should, maybe don't try this at home or maybe consult your local uh, posek before you try it at home. Technically, if you have the sunlight shining directly on the food to be cooked. Technically, that's not forbidden cooking on Shabbos. So it's on there, uh, what you can do. But the Mishnah adds, Lo Don't bury your egg in the sand. Talk about hot sand in the desert. Or the dust on the side of the road. To roast your egg or heat up your food that way. And the concern here again is, is this looks like ashes. Sand and dirt is a lot like ashes. And ashes were definitely heated up by the fire because they were generated by the fire. So you might confuse the sand with the ashes and use ashes, use toldat chama. And also there's other concerns. You might start digging to get the good sand or the good dust, the nice hot stuff, or digging in to get your egg or your food inside the dust. And that's chresha. That's like a toldat of plowing. So that's another potential danger using something heated up to heat as a, as a heat source to heat up your food.